story twelve of gulliver the great and other dog stories by walter a dyer this librivox recording is in the public domain story twelve the hound of my lady blanche once upon a time there dwelt in ancient brabant a rich old baron his castle stood upon a hill overlooking a busy town and miles of farmland and forest over which he held sway during the wars he had fought valiantly for the reigning duke and he was honoured in the land and beloved of his people but the years rested heavily on the baron's white head and he grieved because he had no son to inherit his name and barony when he died his only child was a young daughter named blanche upon whom he showered every indulgence lady blanche was tall and stately and as fair as the dawn to see her walk was like listening to music her brow was like lilies her lips like poppies and her yellow hair bound about her head with a golden circlet hung in two thick braids far down her back five maids-in-waiting and a beloved old nurse attended upon her but her favourite companion was a tall greyhound named vite which had been brought from venice vite was beautiful he was swift he was strong and brave and he loved my lady blanche better than his life now there was a young chevalier of the next barony who had looked upon lady blanche and desired her for his wife he came to the castle with his retinue and sued for her hand the old baron fearing his neighbours in his age and seeing the wisdom of joining the two baronies under one banner consented but his fair daughter would have none of it the chevalier was too black and rough she said the baron loved her too well to force the marriage and she being an only child was wilful and so the chevalier rode stormily away but the picture of my lady's golden hair and sweet face was imprinted on his heart so that he soon returned pretending to hunt in the baron's woods and seeking daily for a glimpse of his lady-love he was so persistent and sent such beautiful gifts to the lady's tapestried chamber in the tower that her heart began to soften toward him but one day when he was in a tempestuous mood he drove off the greyhound vite with a stone my lady saw him and her heart turned to flint in her breast she shut herself away with her hound and sent back his gifts nor would she vouchsafe him one little glimpse of her in the casement thereupon the chevalier so the good folks say became like a man demented sometimes he would go crashing through the forest on his black stallion pursuing nothing at all sometimes he would sit black and glowering by the moat so that his own men-at-arms dared not approach him sometimes he would steal under her window in the moonlight and sigh until the ivy leaves rustled one day he caught poor half-witted hands in the forest and the lad fell on his knees and began to weep loudly spare me he cried and i will show you how to win my lady blanche the chevalier gave heed and hands led him past the huts of the charcoal burners to a slimy tarn beside which dwelt a wrinkled witch the chevalier poured silver into her lap and begged her to tell him how he might win the hand of lady blanche the old witch arose and prepared a horrid brew in an iron cauldron i cannot attempt to say what went into it she made weird passes over it with her thorny stick and spoke strange words 
at length when it was well boiled down she poured it into an earthen bottle and gave it to the chevalier if my lady drinks but a drop of this quoth she she will fall in love with the first man she looks upon be he knight or knave your own wits must perform the rest the chevalier took the filter and with four pieces of gold bribed one of my lady's maids-in-waiting to administer it to her then he sent all his retainers into the forest and took his place beneath her window now the lady blanche could brook no wine so the maid poured the potion into the spring-water which she brought in with the cakes my lady was listless and at first cared for neither food nor drink then she began nibbling one of the cakes at that moment the greyhound vite came trotting into the chamber hot and panting from a run with his keeper my lady stroked his beautiful head and fed him sweetmeats then noticing his dripping tongue she took up her beaker of water and poured it into vita's silver dish on the hearth the hound drank eagerly the chevalier waiting outside became impatient and blew a blast on his hunting horn to attract my lady's attention she stepped to the casement and drew back the draperies the sight of her lover failed to warm her breast but vite by her side felt a sudden great devotion for the chevalier and whined to be let out my lady tried to calm him and at length he slunk mournfully off to his cushion by nightfall the chevalier weary with waiting strode away cursing the witch and her impotent filter on the morrow vite spying the chevalier dashed out of the house and came fawning up to him and thereafter whenever he gained the opportunity the dog followed him nor resented the rebuffs he received then one day the chevalier the black mood being on him went hunting alone in the forest at noon he dismounted and sat him down beside a brook to ponder his misfortune in love about this time vite led forth by his keeper for exercise broke loose and sending the trail of the man for whom he had conceived so extraordinary a devotion went loping off into the forest the birds were twittering in the tree-tops and the forest breezes were cooling the chevalier who had slept little for seven nights fell into a doze stretching himself on the mossy bank in the midst of a dream of his lady-love he awoke with a start to see a huge wild boar the blood dripping from a wound in his side come dashing through the shrubbery the boar mad from being hunted bared his great tusks and came charging headlong the chevalier had just time to roll out of the path of this wild rush and then struggle to his knees the angry boar turned and came plunging back the chevalier's lance was lying just beyond his reach and he had only the short dirk which he drew hastily from his girdle he was strong and brave and he met the boar's charge with his gleaming blade the brute swerved but returned to the attack and the fear of death stole into the chevalier's heart valiantly he fought the desperate unequal battle alone in the forest but his right arm began to weaken and his lungs to fail him he knew that he must fall at length and be rent to pieces at that moment a lithe swift form flashed out of the forest shadows and vite with a low snarl flew at the thick throat of the great beast the boar his attention diverted turned upon the hound the nimble vite might easily have kept out of harm's way but his great love for the chevalier drove him in close to the horrible tusks and dangerous hoofs 
and before the chevalier could seize his lance and plunge it deep into the wild boar's heart the greyhound lay bleeding on the ground the chevalier stood for a moment breathing heavily then leaving his lance in the quivering flesh of the boar he picked poor vite up tenderly in his arms mounted his trembling steed and drove slowly back to the castle my lady was beside herself with grief and could only sob over her poor mangled favourite the chevalier dressed the greyhound's wounds with his own hands while vite looked up at him with great loving eyes and the young chevalier was hard put to it to restrain his tears the noble dog did not long survive his injuries and they buried him out under the great sycamore tree where every day my lady blanche placed flowers on his grave but her heart had been touched by the chevalier's tenderness toward the dying dog and little by little she allowed him to comfort her and so at length she succumbed to his wooing their marriage was celebrated by a great feast in the old grey castle and they lived happily ever after but when a famous minstrel was asked to sing a song of the bravest deed ever done in brabant he sang not of battles or of tourneys but of the passing of vite the greyhound of my lady blanche end of story twelve